International. Listening to We Heard It First, the Dollop Edition. This is a the, this is a We Heard It First episode where I, Danny Rizio, read an episode synopsis of the Dollop to my good friend Jake Rowe, who has no idea what the episode is going to be about. Oh, isn't that wonderful? I'm excited. Yeah, this is going to be fun. Uh, so I guess we might as well start. Uh, well, actually, how, how's your day been going, Jake? It's pretty good. Yeah, I've just been nervous about this. Really? Not really. I listened to a lot of episodes of the Dollop to get prepared. Oh. Yeah. You were supposed to review all of those at some point in time ah, in the future. Fuck. Oh, jeez. Shit. Well, this isn't good. Damn it. May 14th, 2015. Okay. That's when they recorded this episode. All right. Uh, and actually, while they're talking uh, in the beginning of the episode, that's the first time that they mentioned that they have a Patreon page. Oh, they do? Yeah. They're like, oh, we just started a Patreon page, so go give us money. We should do one of those. Because we're not also touring stand-up comedians. Yeah. That are also probably pretty poor, but still. Well, Dave Anthony's on Marin. Oh, he writes for Marin. He's on it, too. Occasionally. some A lot. Don't give him more credit than he needs. That's what I knew him from. <laughs> I really, I knew him from this podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, and then Gareth Anthony, they plug all their stand-up shows. And I was like, oh, but it was like, you know, two years ago. Yeah, Gareth Reynolds is touring with Steve Byrne and stuff. Yeah, he's his usual opener. Yeah. Yeah. Must be cool. It must be. 1691, Edmund okay. Haley is known for his insights into the nature of comets, recognizing their elliptical nature. Of comets? Of comets. What was his name? Edmund? Edmund Haley. You might Edmund have heard Haley. of his most famous comet, Haley's Comet. Oh, that's his. Yeah. Maybe it's Haley, maybe it's Halley. Halley, Haley. Who cares? Mm, they didn't have a pronunciation in the episode. Um, but he thought that changes in the Earth's magnetic field was because it was hollow. He said the Earth was ho- was a hollow shell. 500 miles thick. Is it not? No. Oh, oh boy, we're about to blow your mind. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have any real evidence of this because science is just going for it. I mean, sometimes you're just like, hey, here's the thing. I, yeah, back then you could just say, hey, this is what a thing is. And we're mm-hmm. like, well, he said it loud. Yeah. <laughs> so. And he sounded pretty certain. Must be right. <laughs> Must be sure. Hallie thought there was a race of rational beings yeah like there's just a beat there's like beings inside the hollow earth are just like are people on the surface are stupid wait so he thinks that there are people in the earth in the hollow earth that are rational just like them like know a lot of sense like they're in there thinking turns out there's a world on the other side of this so you got a a whole bunch of no-nonsense folks living in the middle of the earth they're like we're not going out there surrounded by a whole other lot of no-nonsense folks there's a bunch of dummies up there heck no that's why we carved out the center of the earth yeah um cleaves sims jr or just john sims uh i think it was cleaves jonathan sims jr his name is cleaves yeah well i think so i mean have a normal name it was like it was like the 1700s uh, he was born in 1779, so just a little after America, to a well-known family. His uncle was a congressional delegate, a Revolutionary War hero, and on the New Jersey Supreme Court. 
well, is the well, supremest well. court in New Jersey. Oh, mm-hmm. so silver spoon in his mouth, huh? Yeah. Also, he wasn't a junior, like in the traditional sense, where you're named after your father. Uh, he just put that in his name because he didn't want to be confused for his uncle, who was named Cliff Siemens. Cleves, Cleves Cle- John Sims. Do you say Cliff Siemens? <laughs> Cliff Siemens, you know, the famous revolutionary. All right, all right. I don't want y'all to think I'm my uncle, Cliff Siemens. My name's <laughs> Cleve Simmons, so I'm going to put a junior at the end of it so y'all don't know who I am. <laughs> I'm my own man. Um, Wait, so he didn't... So he had the same name as his uncle, but not his dad? No, yeah, exactly. But his uncle was so well known from like being a hero in the Revolutionary War and being on the Supremist Court of New Jersey... Then he was like, well, if I have the same name, they're going to like, also, it's weird that he was named after his uncle. That's super weird. Yeah. Maybe he's a cool uncle. Maybe his mom was like, well, you know, we should name him after, um, your brother, uh, <laughs> his real dad. What was that? Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Weird move on the mom's part. <laughs> Let's just not name him Siemens. <laughs> Anything but that. Uh, he joined the military in 1802 at 22 and was pretty successful. But as Dave pointed out, Dave is the guy on the podcast, uh, unlike anyone we've done a dollop about, no one that they do a dollop about in the, in the military is successful. They all suck at being in the oh, military. there's just a bunch of shitty military guys? I think just being in the military, it's just hard to point at good things. Well, I think especially in back then, just being in the military was like, well, got a free pass to travel the country and fuck everyone. <laughs> <laughs> also, I lost my best friend. Uh, I got shot. I don't have a leg no more. I'm broke. <laughs> How was the military? Well, I lost everything I had. That bad? Well, I fucked and killed a lot of people, so... <laughs> Sometimes at the same time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he was learned the French and Spanish and married Marianne Longwood Jr. Whoa, so this guy was smart. Uh-huh, and he married another junior. Pulled a hottie. I Wait. I think so. Her last name was... Wait, she put junior on... I didn't know that... Uh, you can, can do what do that? You can, you can name yourself whatever you want in this day and age, it seems like. Weird times. Um, and then in 1816, he went to the frontier to trade some beaver pelts to some squaws or whatever. Uh, John was a radical thinker and a pseudoscientist, which means he was a scientist and pseudo, uh, and he read a lot and could have been the world's best guitar player at the time. They had guitars back then? No, uh, but he could oh. have been because he was oh. really good at things. He's just talented. Yeah. He's a really talented guy. Just like some of the best. He's an entrepreneur. He's a pussy magnet. Yeah, he probably was pretty good at those things too. Well, he's selling beaver pelt and he married a, yeah. that lady. And he learned French and Spanish. Yeah, he's real smart. In 1817, John saw a comet explode in a way that made him think it was hollow and had holes at the ends of it. It was like, wow, that thing was probably hollow and had holes at the end. Wait, so this is John Haley? No, no, no. This no. is John Sims. Sims. No, uh, Edmund Haley. That's I a different guy. hate the episodes where they talk about two different guys at the same time. We're never going to talk about Halley again, probably. Ever? No. Okay, good. From here on so out, I never want to... we're just talking about Sims. From here on out, I never want you to hear... I uh, never want you to utter his name again. Never again will I say Edmund Haley. There you go. Right. Uh, but it was probably just a meteor. But, you know, this is like the 19th century, so nobody knew nothing. Jesus Christ. <laughs> then, he, <laughs> then he extrapolated, as when you extrapolate, all planets were hollow and had holes at the ends and were filled with smarter people. Ah. Uh. The cat. It's like the dollop. <laughs> <laughs> <Which> Jose. <one? laughs> 
For those of you that don't know, there's also a cat that it resides in the place where we record our podcast. <laughs> yeah. Somehow. <laughs> it's also exactly... Turns out the kind of people that record podcasts are also cat people. They got cats. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to go outside. Just let me in my room with my recorder. Shut them out. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, okay. So, uh, Siemens... Sims. Sims. Yeah. Sees a comet, mm -hmm. and he's like, whoa, this weird-looking comet. Yeah, it probably had holes in it and is hollow. Yeah. Because that's what things with that have holes in hollow do. Yeah, they fly. And then he was like, well, then I bet every planet's like that, and it's probably filled with smarter people. So he thought Halley's Comet was full of dudes. Yeah, but also, the, in 1818, a handbill called Circular Number 1 started appearing in mailboxes for all the world and said the Earth was hollow and habitable within. Love, John Cleese. Uh... So you could just go put shit in people's mail? Yeah, you could just circulate a handbill yourself and say, hey guys, I have this new idea. Turns out the earth is hollow and you can live inside of it. Love you, bye. We should do that now, but with that same handbill. I feel like if you've been on the internet lately and, and just Google the flat earth, you might have found something similar. Exactly. Uh, he has this big declaration that says blah, 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 blah. And my wife's got 10 kids clearly crazy uh no, no he literally the so mary it turns out marianne longwood jr when he married her she had 10 kids so this From guy like was like had two great ideas one i'm gonna marry this woman with 10 kids and two i'm gonna tell everybody that the earth is hollow so he's a go-getter yeah he's a real real stubborn guy he's going after what he wants yep <laughs> he then wanted to get 100 bros and go to the north pole so they could get inside using reindeers and sleighs that seems like the worst. See, okay. If I thought that the earth was hollow, which I did 10 minutes ago, then the last place I would want to go to get into the earth is the North Pole. But that's where the holes are, so that's the only way in. But that seems real far away from the center of the earth. I think, so it's, you just, you, I don't know what his idea of what it was was, but he thought you would just go over the edge and then be inside of it all of a sudden. And it wasn't far. You didn't... F fall 500 miles or something so this guy's a genius is what you're telling me sure that's yeah. one way to look at it uh unfortunately his circular the pamphlet he passed out was uh -huh. met with overwhelming ridicule but that did not deter john he continued to promote this theory over the next decade so nobody believed him no nope. just like Poor true geniuses guy. in Poor 1820 guy. he moved to newport kentucky you know, for all its smart people, just mm -hmm. across the river from Cincinnati, it was a emerging place for science. And there, John devoted himself to to promoting the hollow earth theory. And did he do well? Uh, we'll find out. He Sweet. toured the country delivering the terrific news. Wait, so he moved to Kentucky and then was like, all right, now I'm going to leave Kentucky. Yeah. He was like, here's, here's home base. I'm going to go to Kentucky, which is right across from Cincinnati, which where all the smart scientist people live. Just moved to Cincinnati. Yeah, the rent was probably cheaper across the river. And then he was like, but from here, I'm going to tour the country and tell everybody about my cool idea. Okay. His speaking fees and donations from supporters covered his travel and boarding expenses, but not much else. This left his family in great debt because of the 10 kids. Yeah. I don't think being a, a new science, a pseudoscientist pays all that much no and also he like had this great idea and went on this big old risky 
expedition but he was just like oh yeah but mariana's probably sitting at home just like but but we have we have 10 kids and he's, he's like, like oh. they're not my babies <laughs> you had those before i met you uh, what do you mean our kids all right i married you not those 10 kids what's mine is mine what's yours is yours all right <laughs> and then dave and gareth point out i was like what if that's a pretty good idea what if he used the theory to get out of the house and away from those 10 kids He's like, I can't hang out today. I got to go tell the world about this. Uh, uh, he just hollow looks earth. around. He sees a globe. He's like, ah, that's hollow. Hollow earth. Just Kaiser <laughs> Sose ate it. <laughs> She's just like trying to burp three kids at once while vacuuming. You need a job. <laughs> no, Honey, I can't poor. hear you. The earth is hollow. That doesn't make sense. It's hollow. <laughs> Bye. I love you. I'll see you in six months. <laughs> <laughs> so his family was just scraping by on grants from farms and donations from the family. John was an intelligent, informed, and tireless researcher who was 100% convinced of his theory. He was also completely immune to shame and ridicule and criticism of his theory. For some reason, I thought you were going to say like he was completely immune to tuberculosis, <laughs> just like a weird power he had. Uh, completely <laughs> immune to TB, smallpox, and truth. I don't know. Crazy <laughs> uh, superpowers. Uh, he he got could bit- travel anywhere he wanted. <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 got, he got bitten by a radioactive polio victim and then <laughs> and now uh, he has six legs uh and two wheels he never <laughs> blamed his critics for failing okay so he was completely immune to those things and then he never blamed his critics for failing to see the truth instead he would say it was his fault for failing to communicate his theory clearly so he's humble so you know and they point this out we're comics right so we know like sometimes you're like you're up there and you say this joke and everyone's like, it doesn't go well. Yeah. Like, and then you're like, get off the stage, uh, let me joke. explain it to you so yeah. you can laugh. Yeah. Same thing. Okay. So he didn't blame the audience. Oh, he did blame the audience. He oh, just, he did blame the audience. Yeah. He was just like, you don't get it. Let me explain to you it again. But he's did nothing about what he says makes sense. So uh, <laughs> just like when you do those bits, there's nothing about them. That's funny. So it's all of them. Uh, so this is the kind of thing where people would be like, well, it's not actually hollow because of the way it spins and we can see the other planets and there's no holes at the end. And he'd go, oh, you're not hearing me. I'm saying it's hollow. (laughs) He's just like, no, 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 no. I don't think you understood. It's hollow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we, 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 but there's no holes. We, we know that. And we've seen the other ones. No, no, no. I get, I get, I get all that. But what I'm saying, okay, so you know how you think that there's stuff in the earth? Yeah. Like how it's solid all the way through? Yeah. What I'm telling you is that that's not true is that it's actually hollow do you understand now no because we know it's okay no no no. i don't blame you it's my fault for not explaining it correctly okay what i'm saying is like we've been here for two hours So you look at an apple you look at an apple and so it's full of Mm -hmm. apple and then you take the middle out that's what the earth is (laughs) got it If you don't get it at this point, then you're just a dummy. (laughs) Do you want to run Harvard? Uh, Yes. (laughs) Re-explaining it's hollow and there's holes at the ends. Oh, yeah, we already touched on that. He's kind of sounds like a shitty comic. Mm -hmm. The first reference to his theory is in a letter to his nephew dated August 17th, 1817. From the curious formation of Saturn, I quote, from the curious curious formation of Saturn, I infer that all planets and globes are hollow. He did not say any more than that. He just, I guess, was like, and how about that weather lately? How's so the kids? <laughs> he's just looking up at the sky one day. He was like, hmm, 
What can make me famous? <laughs> Hollow. I've done it. <laughs> I've seen it written in the stars. Uh, he mentioned Saturn because John Jacques de Marion theorized that the rings of Saturn, which you could see, uh, had been an outer shell that had broken into pieces mm. and crashed onto the surface. So he wasn't the first one to come up with this idea. Yeah, but also, this wasn't saying that it was hollow. It was just like saying maybe planets had an outer shell at one point. So it's kind of a different theory. Okay. Um, but he used, to ju- he used it to justify his dumb theory. That um, makes sense. Even though pretty much all astronomers dismissed the idea, but John said, that's it. That's the Saturn idea. He even pro- proposed that the Appalachian Mountains were a collapsed ring that had once encircled the Earth. And then they just fell? Yeah, all in one spot, too. <laughs> it wasn't just, like there was a big trail of ring around. It was just like, you see those mountains there? Everyone, everyone, gather around. You see these mountains? There used to be rings around the entire <laughs> Earth. And then one day, they all stopped and gave up. <laughs> <laughs> they got tired of being rings. Therefore, the Earth is hollow. <laughs> also. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense, sir. Shut up. It's hollow. <laughs> Uh, John was also adamant that he had come up with this theory on his own, despite Halley, uh, (laughs) Halley, Benjamin Franklin's proposal of the earth that was filled with gas, which is, that needs to be a a dollop on its own. Wait, Benjamin Franklin proposed that the earth was filled with gas. That dude. So this guy's like, the earth is hollow. And Benjamin's like, no, 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 dude. It's a balloon. (laughs) Dude. How else do you think we stay afloat in space, bro? (laughs) We're God's birthday present to his nephew. (laughs) I'm just picturing Benjamin Franklin like, bro dude <laughs> it's two things i know it's earth it's, balloon dude, and ladies it's it's pussy <laughs> it's tying uh keys to kites to make electricity hell yeah and we're the earth is full of gas <laughs> did i mention See pussy <laughs> and pussy dude <laughs> he's just trying to justify all of his farts he's like no 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 they're like what's that smell he's just Ah, no, 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 it's the earth. <laughs> Was that the dog? No, 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 it's the earth. I like the earth. We are both filled with gas. We're filled with gas. Mm. Well, also, got something kind of funny about thinking that uh, Benjamin Franklin was filled with hot air. <laughs> uh, Swiss mathematician Leonard Mueller and the Aboriginal mythology, which all kind of added to his theory. He thought he was the first one to do this, but all those people also had kind of dumb ideas about What's the earth being hollow. Inside the earth? Yeah. They, you just, it was ignorance, you know? Why did they have, like, what compelled them to have these ideas? I don't know. Okay, They're so there was... Bored? There was no TV, movies, or podcasts. There was only books for people that could afford them and who were literate. So you're telling us that, you're telling me, that yeah. by doing this podcast, we could be hindering future geniuses like this guy oh i hope so <laughs> damn so we either educating or dumbing down the population we have yet to find out we will find out uh other than those he was sure he was first john jammed all the facts into his theory including clowns the aurora borealis components of magnetic variation Did temperature distributions patterns on wind and ocean currents aboriginal hunting practices animal migrations the distribution of driftwood on the shores of nova Zonia, these are all things that he would take. These were some things that were scientific fact. He'd be like, yeah, 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 yeah. But that proves that the Earth is hollow. But have you, you seen the clowns? <laughs> we wouldn't have clowns okay. if it wasn't hollow. Said clout. I thought you said clowns. <laughs> that too. But okay, the head okay. the Let me tell you. Are you confused about the Earth being hollow? Look at that guy. He's <laughs> juggling on a unicycle. Tell me if the world doesn't feel a little more hollow. Point proven. <laughs> Thank you. Suck it, dummies. I'll be at the bar. Benjamin Franklin's a hack. <laughs>
(laughs) 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 These are all things he thought would fit into his theory. None of those have anything to do with the earth being hollow. No. He also believed that since bones and feather quills were hollow, then so was the earth because science, you know, birds there. Okay. Remember what I said about the apple? Yeah. Now now birds get it. Got it. Good. All right. Next question. (laughs) Where are my children? No idea. Please. I think (laughs) I don't know. Uh, John pinpointed the exact location of the polar openings using patterns of isotherms, vegetation and ice distribution. So he pointed the exact position of things that don't exist. Exactly. (laughs) Like I use science and I found these things. Ah, Look at my science. John, those aren't there. Ah, No, 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 no. I use science. Uh, guys, I drew a picture. All right. Uh, if you clearly look at my picture, it's there. <laughs> That's right. They didn't have photographs. No, no, no it just has like, a, a hand drawn. He didn't have like a satellite Earth. orbital that was like, oh yeah, I caught it on video. <laughs> well, if you would look at this picture that I drew myself, you can see here at each pole, there is a hole. Therefore it is hollow. He would just take a globe and be like, see this one. You see how there's no hole there, but look at my picture. Boom. <laughs> hole there. Did it. The mines are newer, Neil so it's more Tyson right. Suck it. Who's Neil deGrasse Tyson? Ah, shut up. I'm from the future. <laughs> uh, he has said the southern opening was bigger than the northern opening. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah, bro. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Always the case. That's weird if it is, though. Levels <laughs> are usually smaller than mouths. <laughs> <laughs> it might not have been the math he was talking about. Um, there are some obvious problems. First, vegetables need light and warmth to grow. So how would vegetables exist inside of the earth? Dude, but John, obviously there's a sun in there. Okay. That two suns? Benjamin Franklin's thing. It's I'll gas. With, yes. I don't think they knew the sun was made out of gas yet. Well, this guy did. <laughs> he obviously knew a lot about a lot of stuff. That could have been an easy thing to make up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he his His idea was that uh, the density in the a- of the atmosphere was it was more dense at the poles, and so that would reflect light into the hole, and then that would light up the center of the Earth. So there's just like magnifying glasses. The Earth, essentially, the atmosphere acts like one, and it like it's like a like a like, have you seen those uh, moon towers? Yeah, they take moonlight and then they refract it out, like a mirror, kind of. Okay, but to the center of the Earth. Yeah, 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 where there's. A bunch of smarty pants and plants. Rational beings, Jake. Okay, rational pants. (laughs) (laughs) You big old rational pants. (laughs) Uh, And that, yeah, it was nice and warm. When when people pointed out that there would be no gravity in the middle of the earth, John would just say, uh, Newton was... What's gravity? He would just say Newton was wrong. About gravity? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And to, to be fair, though, gravity was like a pretty recent thing in his time. It was like maybe a hundred years old. Still though. He's like, Oh, that actual science. No, 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 no (laughs) guys. I have this thing called a pseudoscience. No, I just like the the P is silent. (laughs) So it sounds smart. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? It's like the idea that they were like, yeah, but but what about gravity? And he's like, well now that's wrong. Look, my theory is so good. It disproves (laughs) anything we've ever figured out before for a millennia. He's just like, all right, you remember, uh, Isaac Newton's apple. Well, I also used an apple. Remember? Remember? <laughs> About the earth? <laughs> Do I have to re-explain this for the millionth time? See, he agrees with me. Uh, Isaac Newton's dead. He agreed with me. <laughs> uh, reactions from the scientific community were not the greatest, though the occasional big scientist would encourage him. One big scientist said, 
Uh, this is a hard road, uh, quote to write. Give me a sec. One big scientist said the partial insanity of this man is of a singular nature. It caused him to pervert the supporting of an evidently absurd theory, all the fact which he was able to collect from a vast number of authorities. He appears conservative with every work of travels from Erms to Humble. Don't know who the hell that is. Uh, and they don't explain it in the podcast. And there is not a fact to be found in these that he does not manage with considerable ingenuity. So at least that way he's smart to bring to the support of his favorite theory. Blah, blah, blah. He's fucking nuts. Yeah. So basically someone was like, hello, uh, Mr. Actual Scientist. Uh, yes, I am an actual scientist. Uh, yes. What do you think about John? Oh, that crazy dude? Yeah. Turns yeah, what out, about him? He's crazy. Yeah. And he'll find anything to make him seem less crazy. Yeah. Like, but he has all this research. Man, crazy research. <laughs> Anyone can write something down. Dude's fucking nuts. Uh, on his travels, John met this guy named Thomas H. Long. <laughs> wait, wait, real fast. So they asked another scientist what they thought of this guy. And yeah, and he had that really long, and there's more to the quote, but, but I got tired of writing. Did, did at any point they say what that guy was a scientist of? Oh, they might've mentioned in the podcast, but <laughs> they like, took forever to write. <laughs> also, what kind of science do you do? Well, I believe, <laughs> let me tell you, there are actually four moons, but three of them are invisible. Okay. You're also insane. The moon is a disc and we all live in a, we all live in a hologram in the fourth dimension. And that's like, a hologram. That guy's fucking nuts. Yeah. We asked another crazy scientist about their crazy yeah. scientist. How do they know who was crazy and who wasn't? Uh, that guy's name was Einstein and, uh, uh just kidding. Just so crazy. <laughs> He wasn't born yet. Uh, he was close to. Um, on his travels, John met Thomas, Thomas H. Long, who was on the first leg of his exploration of the Northwest Territory. Major Long was one of those who responded positively to the theory. So John did eventually convince some people. While John was being ridiculed in the papers and the media, he was gaining in popularity in the West. You know, in the West at the time where people didn't have schools. Where they were real smart. Where they were out by themselves and could just make up stuff to themselves because no, no, they no. were bored. Danny, okay, schools only hinder people. Okay, okay? they yeah. they put them into a box. Yeah, all right. Yeah. If you just let children roam free, mm-hmm. then they'll learn stuff on their own. So obviously, these are smart people who learn that the Earth is hollow and that there's rational dudes living in there. No, I'll concede to that just because I believe at the time that was probably exactly what people thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, his personality was engaging and his writings were beginning to gain respect. Uh, for those of those that could read, <laughs> he's a real charming ass motherfucker. People forget there's not all of us could read a while <laughs> yeah, ago. Yeah. <laughs> Very few people could, uh, by 1823, John's enthusiasts were hosting benefits and even began organizing the logistics of captain John's polar expedition. Ah, uh-huh, so they're doing it. Yeah. They were going to go find the hole. I I have been trying to do that since I turned 18. <laughs> hey! Still haven't found it. We'll get there. Not yet. One day. So, had anyone ever been to the North Pole at this point? I don't know. I have to look up when... Uh, who was the first one? Marco Polo? Is that who that was? Mm-hmm. I thought he invented the swimming pool. <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> who's the other one? There's there's the other one. that The first one to circle the Earth. What Marco Rubio. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm just yes and you. Right. Like, only the Marcos have done the great discoveries, all right? They're the only ones. Discovery of America, Marco Washington. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Marco Washington discovered America. Oh, it's going to bother me so much that I can't remember who circumnavigated the globe. Uh, that guy. Stop. Magellan, there we hey, go. Thank you, Magellan. Ethan. Jeez. Oh, man. I'm going to go back to high school. 
Uh, you, are Don't you do Magellan? it. They'll put you in a box. Okay. <laughs> Roam free and learn. You're out <laughs> in the world. Roam free. You can and learn life. at your own pace now. Are you Magellan? I'm Magellan. I'm learning so much right now. Magellan like a felon. Um. All right, so they want to go find the hole. People were petitioning Congress. That's right. They were telling the people that run the country, pretty new country, by the way, uh, to go fund a mission. They're like, hey, guys, uh, you guys should trust this guy because what if he finds it? And they're like, and then? Is that? But I think that's all we got. Uh, <laughs> He'll find it. He'll be right. Is that, like, can, is, can we still do that? Yeah, I, don't, I mean, don't think anyone will listen, but you can't. Actually, in fact, let me want to plug. I have a petition, uh... Uh, depending on when you guys hear this episode, it could be well into the apocalypse, but a petition on change.org to have Donald Trump and the Marine Corps band change from playing uh hail to the chief, which is the president's song to the circus theme. That would be great. I just, I mean, that just seems appropriate for what I'm the spectacle I'm about to see. Did you get any signatures? Uh, two. Woo. Yes, yeah, so baby steps, baby steps. How come you haven't Probably signed more up? Than it's on my that. Facebook, dude. I don't go on the internet. All right, don't That's believe you. Um, his most important, his most important convert was an Ohio newspaper editor named Jeremiah Reynolds. He got Jeremiah Reynolds. Yeah, the Jeremiah Reynolds. What? Jeremiah Reynolds became obsessed with the exploration, became his prodigy and bearer of his legacy. Dude, that guy's a big deal. Yeah. Did you know he was a newspaper editor? Oh, yeah, in Ohio, right? Yeah. Crazy. That That's a pretty big deal. Uh, Reynolds convinced John to go on tour of the East Coast, and it didn't start off well, but by the time he was going around Virginia and Georgia, you know, the smart states, mm-hmm. people came out to see the crazy man, but his personality, <laughs> <laughs> he was so charming, his personality left people leaving wondering, hmm, maybe, maybe he could be right. So they came in with more questions than they had at the beginning. They left with, more, they left with more questions. They left on his side and be like, you know, he was crazy. And then I went in there and we talked to him and uh, he's kind of nice. He seems like he's got some shit. You know, he speaks he's Italian. Kind of, it's probably the same thing people thought of uh, Donald Trump rallies. But like, yeah, we're going to go watch this crazy guy. <laughs> wow. This guy makes some wow. good points. I do like walls. Wait, how many children does he have? Six. Wow. He must know what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he made them all inside his hair. <laughs> you can't be that dumb and have that many kids. Or that much hair. Just look at me. I've got eight and I'm a genius. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shut down Planned Parenthood. I've not planned none of my, none of my parenthood. <laughs> we, all these dummies who want to abort their kids, just have the kids. You'll get smarter. Think about it. If your household has two brains and my household has 10 brains, who's the smarter household? Who's the smarter one? Who's got okay. more brains? And my kids don't even go to school, okay? No, we roam free. They roam free. They're learning about hunting and fishing and how the earth is hollow. Mm-hmm. Smart right, people Now, everybody, pray to, pray to the Ohio newspaper editor, Jeremiah Reynolds. All hail. Amen. Jeremiah Reynolds. <laughs> well, on tour, they found out Count Romanov, some Russian dude. Uh, he was, was a vampire. He was, he was a big time Russian guy. Uh, the czar in, in history blah, uh, was planning a polar expedition. He had heard of John's theory and wanted John to join him. What? He's just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We don't even have to get our government to do it. The Russians will do it for us. That seems like a good because idea. Because we've always had great relations with russia yeah we did uh and then he goes but you know what instead uh let's just use that to push uh 
to rile up audiences in Philadelphia to get the U.S. government to send us because we don't want to send the Ruskies over there. America wants that. Let's make that America's thing. So even back then, not a big fan of Russia. <laughs> no, they wanted to take that away from Russia. This was like, the, instead of the space race, this was like the dumb race. <laughs> this, this is the inner space. Instead of going off the <laughs> yes. planet, like, is- all right, first one to get to the center of the earth wins. <laughs> exactly. What do we win? Fuck you rights. That's what we win. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever wins gets to draw a big old dick on the other one's house. <laughs> I forgot about that What's one. What's the Russia house called? I don't know. I'm going to draw a dick on it, though. Is that okay? what we did on the moon? We just grew a, a fuggy Russia and a big dick fucking Russia? <laughs> yeah, but only on the side of the moon that it's faces like Russia. like a bald eagle humping a bear. <laughs> Fuck you, Russia. <laughs> you might have beat us the first ones into space and to circumnavigate the globe. And We got to the moon, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's ours now. Uh, the ploy tapped into American nationalism. Attendance got greater at his lectures. Reynolds and Joan had a fight ca- had a fight because Reynolds... Okay, so John, there was things were going great, and then Reynolds and Johns had a fight because Reynolds was oh, like, no. "Well, maybe there's like this moment of clarity in Reynolds' part where he's sitting there, he's like, well, maybe people can't live in the earth.'" <laughs> he finally thought of that. <laughs> yeah, just all this, like, all this time he was like, "I see nothing wrong with this theory." <laughs> Wait a second, but what? It doesn't make any sense. What are they breathing? <laughs> Dirt. Wait a second. Okay. So you're saying the earth is hollow. I got that. But how would anybody live there? How would plants work? How does sunlight get there? Is yeah. there any air? Is All there the important questions. And they got in a big fight over it. But you're so uh, charming. So, <laughs> uh, and then they both were in New York and they argued through the press. So they were like up on stage and be like, you can tell Reynolds to go fuck himself. And also the earth is hollow. And then Reynolds was like, I don't think the earth is entirely hollow, but it's very good possibility it's hollow. But you can tell John that he can go fuck himself. And that was just like in papers in New York. They did that on stage? Or to, 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 to reporters with little hats and stuff. Oh, shit. Uh, but they finally made up, uh, but the partnership was done. So like, all right, we cool? We cool. Boom. All right. But I'm still going to go find that hole in the earth. It's not it. that hollow. <laughs> now, John John's was getting respect he'd never had, including some of the students of Harvard. The faculty held special lectures to try to convince the students otherwise, because, you know, if you're like one of the most prestigious institutions in the in the world and they're like, yeah, but what about this guy? They're like, guys, stop it. Students? We're the really smart school. Shut the fuck up. All right. You're making us look bad. Right. You got to be smart to be here. That's why you're here in the first place. Go smoke some weed and suck each other's dicks. Do all that fun stuff. Go explore or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Okay. This is Harvard. You can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Except this. You're making me look bad. <laughs> I'm John Harvard. I don't think he was alive anymore. Um, in the, the poll, <laughs> <laughs> respectful and enthusiastic press coverage now followed John wherever he went and public interest in the polls. The holes polls, the polls hole, the holes, the hole polls was greatly increasing. Have you read that magazine? Hole polls, <laughs> hole polls. <laughs> it's a stripper no, okay. magazine, right? Well, that's that's H O L E polls, but it's P O L L S, and it's just reviews of different strip clubs <laughs> where they ask people on the street. But then if you go to hole polls, W H O L E P O L E S, it's just a bunch of penises, but like the whole thing. <laughs> Pole poles. Also, I think the P-O-L-L-S is not the poles the stripper use. That's like the poles that you take. Like, do you believe that the earth is hollow? Check. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, in February 1829, 
John died. Ah, fuck. His dream of a polar expedition was over. He didn't get there? No, he was dead. Uh, he went to New Jersey where he had problems, and then his family was like, oh, sh- go to bed. Oh, no, you're dead. You know what I'm imagining? He faked it, and when they dug his grave, and they started lowering him, he's just like, aha, I told you it was Aaron here. <laughs> Trick ya, <laughs> bitch. Proof it's hollow. Uh, public interest in the theories waned, but his impact was just beginning. Reynolds, Where's his wife and kids? <laughs> still, all ten of them. Just waiting for She's him to just come. Still back. nursing three children, like, trying to vacuum. John, John, John. Where is he? Come back. <laughs> Uh, Reynolds carried the flag of the poles and hollow earth in 1828, 1828. He met with president John Quincy Adams, uh, or just Quincy Adams. I can't remember what he said. And secretary of the Navy, Samuel Southward. And with their support, he lobbied Congress to help fund the trip. So they're going. Congress was like, all right, you can borrow one of our naval ships to explore the South Pacific. Uh, just bring it back in one piece. So this is Reynolds going. Yeah. Reynolds was appointed a special agent of the Navy to oversee the journey. But the early political infighting in the Navy, there's just like uh, something else happened in the Navy. So the trip was canceled, but Reynolds was not deterred. He was like, all right, fine. If I can't do it in using the Congress, I'll go to the private sector. And he was successful there. The South Sea Fur Company and Explorer Company paid for a private venture. <laughs> but it, the funding wasn't that great. So they're just like, no, the funding was super. Yeah, no, the funding was superb. Problem is, now the only reason that that place, that that company would uh, do this was because they think they're going to get rich. Whoa, wait, wait. You said this was a fur trading company? Mm-hmm. The South Sea Fur Company. Do you think they did it out of respect for uh, John Sims' old beaver trading that he did? It might not, like, actually. You know what? That guy. Fur trader or fur trader, I get it. We got to go find them holes. He's one of us. Let's find them holes, boys. <laughs> Yeehaw. Go beat up those rational ass thinking motherfuckers in the center of the earth. <laughs> right a ship away. Why is it our job to find them? Megan whip sounds. <laughs> uh, go on ocean. Uh, they're going to find all the earth minks. <laughs> <laughs> go find those inner earth creatures. They're fur. Real soft. <laughs> it has to be. Uh, three ships. <laughs> three ships set sail for the South Pacific. The Nina, the Pinta, and the I'm not fucking crazy. <laughs> October, October 1828. It did not go well. Oh, uh, no. The crews mutinied, and the ships returned to New York, and they left Reynolds in Chile, where he just like meandered around for two years. That's and when not he, the worst place to get left. Uh, have you been to Chile? No, but I've well, seen the movies. Okay. Do they have beaches? Uh, well, there's a lot of beaches all over hey, the world, hey, Jake. <laughs> he could he go on his own search for some holes in Chile. I'm sure he did. He had two years. It's a lot of time to kill. Uh, fucking. He's just walking around like, hello, I'm Jeremiah Reynolds, um, newspaper editor <laughs> from Ohio. I'm sure you've heard of me. <laughs> you know what else is hollow? My soul. You want to go out? <laughs> Let's do it. Um, he finally, there's a beach here. <laughs> <laughs> he finally got... Excuse me. Jesus Christ. <laughs> he finally got back to New York in 1834 to try to get the expedition to the South Pole happening again. Does it say how he got back? I guess he walked. <laughs> it doesn't. As it soon doesn't. as they dropped him off, he's like, ah, shit. Because <laughs> I'm walking. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's only 6,000 miles from here. Uh, or maybe more. I don't know. Uh, we try to get it happening again. And in 1836, made an impassioned speech to a room full of cats for another, <laughs> for another journey to the holes. 
Meow. Meow. Oh man, just like take a Hitler speech and just put a bunch of cat faces all over the people. <laughs> That's what it looked like. <laughs> A bill was passed and was supported by President Meow. Can you can you guess his name, Jake? President Jackson. Oh, the smartest president. No, I just who know, loved everyone. I just know and did, never judging killed by the dates, anybody. And just know, judging by the dates, you are not going to know which president it was. You didn't give me a chance. I didn't. Give, so that's give, how me, a shot now. Faith give me a shot I had now. in you. I bet I can guess it now. All right. Actually, who followed President Jackson? Nobody. All right. He's the last president. <laughs> He's the president ever. He's the last one. Trump. Uh, the great United States exploring expedition under the command of Charles Wilkes. Reynolds, they left Reynolds behind. They're like, look, last time you went on one of these, they left you in Chile. So we're going to go do this on our own. But thanks for the great idea. And then for what? Four, yeah. And then for four years, they explored the South Pacific and discovered 300 islands and 1,500 miles of coastal Antarctica and established that it was a continent. So... Some good came out of it. Yeah, they didn't go to the South Pole and they didn't find any holes, but they were like, uh, that idiot at least inspired us to go explore and find out some real truth. All right. There are, are there penguins at Antarctica? Yeah, that's the only place okay. there are penguins. Yes. Well, Australia too. There's an island okay, off yeah, Australia. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll so, continue that. I bet that there's at least one guy who went down there and there was like a hole in some ice he saw a penguin like shoot up out of him. He's like, ah, found those inside minks. <laughs> found those inner earth minks. And there's a seal Catch too. Them, boys. <laughs> and then a polar bear. And he's like, there's a whole world down there. And then he jumped in. And then four Just minutes later, he never showed up. They're like, like, wow, it must have been great down there. I'm not going in. You go in. <laughs> Just picturing a bunch of dudes diving into a hole in Antarctica like, follow me, boys. <laughs> <laughs> to better and brighter features. Uh, the U.S. was now established as a country that could make world-class scientific contributions and a precedent <laughs> <laughs> was set. No, see, because it's not because they thought the earth was hollow. It's because following these numb nuts down to the bottom of the earth meant we actually discovered real things. And then it said a president that the United States could be an exploration and a discovery uh, country and like commit to like uh, in- enhancing isn't global that, knowledge. Isn't that just like the American way though? Like you do a dumb thing and then and you then find something out something else smarter. comes out of it and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, what yeah, we yeah. meant to do. Think about it. Benjamin Franklin electrocuted himself by flying <laughs> a kite in the rain. He's just smoking a joint, flying a kite <laughs> in the like, rain. Man, I bet that'd be shiny up there. He gets shocked. He's like, oh, look electricity no yeah, yeah that's what that's what that was my plan and then a hundred years plan. later we had the light bulb <laughs> yeah uh and then 1871 charles f hall was setting out on an ill-fated polaris expedition to reach the north pole at a reception before his departure hall shocked members of the geographical society by pulling out his penis <laughs> <laughs> no this was 50- check out this pole <laughs> hey thank you mind you this was almost 50 years after uh, john died uh by announcing his belief in john sims theory and that he was determined to find the entry of the middle of the earth people now get now now i know you know this jake uh because you're a person uh people still believe this today that uh there are people there's whole societies that you know we have flat earthers mm-hmm. and we think they're crazy yeah there's an even smaller sect of people that are even crazier by them that the flat earthers go idiots that still <laughs> believe that the earth is hollow. Oh, you think the earth is flat? 
look at a globe dummy <laughs> and then those there's guys, nothing inside and then those guys are like you think the earth is hollow <laughs> look at these videos on youtube dummy <laughs> um look outside can you see a curvature no. no don't think so all right it's right in front of your face so we're all geniuses Yep, and uh, oh yeah, the U.S. was able to establish itself as scientifically relevant on an international scale, but this only helped a little, and we still have crazy people that think crazy things all the time. You know, but on the bright side, as long as we keep doing crazy shit, Mm -hmm. we're going to keep finding cool shit. Yeah. So, the bright side, at least, you know, maybe Donald Trump will be like, all right, we're going to... Jupiter. We're going to Jupiter. Perfect. We're doing it. And then I mean, on it turns the way out you there, can actually stand on Jupiter. That would blow scientists' minds. Yeah. That would like, literally be like one of the biggest discoveries. He just wanted century. to build a house up there. And then <laughs> he gets there. He's like, I told you there was minerals. Welcome to Trump Casino. There's use. nothing else here, but at least there's my casino. <laughs> we have a casino. Yeah. Well, we that was the episode. It. What'd you think? That was great. What do you, uh, what would you rate this episode? Uh, well, based on the information that I've been given, and the few notes you gave me about Gareth and Dave just chit-chatting a bit. Oh, yeah. I couldn't transcribe every little joke they did. It's a lot of jokes. Well, that's my job. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm supposed to come up with it on the fly. Um, pretty good episode. Can yeah. break it down into categories? Sure. Go for All it. All right. First one, information. Nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. I'm going to give it a seven. Okay. Because okay? I already knew the earth was hollow, so... I learned who came up with that brilliant theory and <laughs> went in the opposite direction. What I was expecting, but I'm going to, we're going to, we're going to settle with that. We're just going to keep rolling with it. Okay. What's second, the second one? Second category, uh, use of history. I'm going to give it 10 out of 10. History is wonderful. Why don't we talk about this stuff more? It's it, great. It's my favorite thing. It is a history podcast. Yeah, definitely a history podcast. Probably one of the best ones. Uh, third category, weird names. Oh, all these people have some wacky, <laughs> some wacky names. Jeremiah um, Reynolds is a pretty normal name. I'm so glad I'm not named after any of my 19th century had, relatives. Like John, we had no the the guy's names. There was, I mean, there was Edmund Haley, uh, Halley. Then there was John Cleve Sims. Then his nephew then he, John Cleve Sims, who added Junior, Junior, who married Mary Ann Longwood Junior. And I think I just added the Junior. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> then there was Jer- Jeremiah Reynolds. Yeah, not too weird. Uh, I've never met a Jeremiah, though. Quincy Adams. We, we all know who that is. Samuel That's a weird Southward. Name, that sounds Still made up. Weird. Uh, there's like, oh, there's too many. There's too many names yeah, in that one. Yeah, a bunch of weird names. So weird names, I'll give it a 8 out of 10. Uh, 6 out of 10. I've definitely heard weirder. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Uh, Other episodes of The Dollop. And the uh, final one? Your use of the N-word. Uh, there was not a mention of it in this episode, although... Judging by the dates in that episode, uh, most I'm of the sure people in that episode in real life probably did use it. But I'm going to give this one a zero, thankfully. It was, there, it, he probably like went around and was like, ah, oh, the earth is hollow. And there were some black guys who were like, I believe you. He was like, not you. <laughs> don't believe me. <laughs> I don't like you. Uh, and then <laughs> their advancement was hindered for another 100 years or 150 yeah, years. Yeah. But then... We'll, we're making progress. It's 2016, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's all fine for everyone. <laughs> I'm part of the solution, not the problem, I swear. Uh, Happy ending. This has been a fun episode, though. It has been. I had to do zero work. I know, so and I'm never it. suggesting a kind of premise to an episode like this again. Oh, no, please do more of them. 
I love it. <laughs> uh, Danny, please do the thing where you do all the research and all the all the writing, and I, I just, just have to here. be funny. That's that's a hard job, Danny. Okay? Right, well, I don't think you did a great job. I so, did a great uh, job, guys. Thanks for listening. listening. Yeah, uh, find us on Twitter at WHIF Podcast. Go email us, send us suggestions, just leave some comments. Tell Jake how smart he is at whifpodcast at gmail.com. And check out all of the other podcasts on Body Tape International at bodytapeintl.com. Thanks for listening, guys. Tune in next week. Bye. Bye. International.